Hello, everyone. This is Elizabeth Carlisle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me. We have a very special guest today, Victor Briere, an Ayurvedic doctor in Northern California in the city of Gualala, California, who is going to speak with us today about a very special diagnostic tool that we use in Ayurveda to help us determine the current conditions in our body, sometimes even past conditions. Victor is an expert in the art of pulse reading and has written a wonderful book called Pulse Unveiled and is going to tell us some very important and information interesting information regarding pulse diagnoses. He's going to tell us all about it. So welcome, Victor. Thank you, Elizabeth. Please tell us about pulse diagnosis and what it can tell us about ourselves. Okay, so I'll start at the beginning because why not? Pulse diagnosis was adopted by Ayurvedic physicians in what is now India. When it was adopted, it was the geographical region. So pulse reading technique was actually major contributions were made by a few different uh, cultures, which uh, were the cultures stemming from the region of China, uh, cultures stemming from the Arabic regions and cultures stemming from the Indian regions. And during the time period when Ayurveda and Unani and uh, traditional Chinese medicine were the only forms of medicine, really, um, the practitioners of all of those of those uh, systems were in communication with each other. And they were trading techniques, they were sharing plants, they were doing all sorts of things. So pulse reading emerged as an Ayurvedic technique from the confluence of information that arose um, from all this communication between all these cultures. And it became very popular in Ayurveda, actually a little bit, Ayurveda has been around for over 7,000 years. And um, it didn't become more popular. Well, it's pretty new. So let's say a few thousand years old. Um, I'm joking, of course, because it's a few thousand years old, the techniques. So we get this wonderful technique that's been developed over thousands of years. And it requires no special machinery. Um, it requires nothing but your fingertips and the wrist or the radial artery of the person you're trying to help. So Ayurvedic pulse reading is very similar to Chinese pulse reading, um, or traditional Chinese medicine pulse reading. Of course, there are a few differences and there are many styles that have been developed over the years and this and that, but the fundamentals are pretty consistent with each other. The idea is that the body expresses its condition via the pulse. So if you know how to speak the language of the pulse, you can communicate or you can at least listen to what the body is telling you about what's going on inside. It's like reading a book. If you know how to read the language, then you know what's going on inside the book. And that's the trick, isn't it? Learning the language. That's the trick. So, and that is how, that is where we can discover 
the art and science of pulse reading, and that's the learning process, is what am I feeling and how do I translate that into useful information to communicate back to the person whose pulses are being read? So I always like to say that basically your job as a pulse reader is you're a translator. You're reading someone's pulse and you're translating to them what their body's trying to tell them, but that they may not know themselves or may know and don't want to hear. But um, yeah, which happens more frequently than we would like, but that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that, you know, in Western medicine, which we're all used to, you read the pulse and you might read the carotid artery, or you might read the pulse on the wrist or somewhere on the body. And you're looking for heart rate to some extent, rhythm and blood pressure to some extent. But Ayurvedic pulse reading, traditional Chinese medicine, pulse reading, very different. Yes, of course, you're going to find the heart rate. It's very easy to find your heart rate. Anyone can do that. And it's uh, a little bit harder to discern the blood pressure from the pulse. The rhythm's pretty easy to establish. But then you can check the status of the vital organs. You could check the status of, because this is Ayurveda, the doshas. You can check on the prakruti, which is someone's basic constitution, their natural form. You could check on their vikruti, which is their current moment imbalances in comparison to that natural form. And you can assess the functions of the different doshas um, when they're split up into sub doshas. And you can discern the qualities of the datus, which are the tissue elements in Ayurveda. And if you're a very talented pulse reader, you can begin to discern the qualities of the mind itself. So you can become a, a sort of mind reader via the pulse. Now that doesn't mean that you get access to all their private thoughts. It means that you get access to mental tendencies like anxiety, depression, joy, um, the emotional states basically, and kind of what they'll tend towards or lean to. Right. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting to get into pulse ring, especially when you start having successes. Mm -hmm. So if you're an Ayurvedic counselor or practitioner, and you know, a lot of times these days in the West, the schooling around pulse reading is very introductory. And unfortunately, most students walk away more confused than illuminated. Um, and I think that's a shame because then they, they lose confidence in themselves. Um, they think, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. But with more attention and practice given to it, most people are quite capable of learning how to read pulses, right. um, especially if they're already into Ayurveda. Well, I, I also think there are different lineages that teach different techniques. So it's important to stay with a particular technique and learn that thoroughly, I believe. I've studied with a few different uh, doctors that teach it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, that leads to kind of an interesting thing. You know, I, I get asked fairly frequently, not too frequently, but fairly frequently. It's like, well, if there are all these different methods, you know, isn't it kind of hogwash or like, you know, fairy tale stuff? Because this person's saying that this correlates to this organ, but this other person's saying it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So how do you know which one's true? And what I want to express about pulse ring there is it's, it's not like some double blind study we're doing where we're trying to isolate these factors and, you know, this isn't, um, we're not trying to apply the scientific method to pulse reading. Right. And that shouldn't stall us out or confuse us. Pulse reading is relying on an internal capacity that we naturally have as humans 
which is intuition. Mm-hmm. And that is not to say that you get to make up whatever you feel at all. What it is to say is that when you put your fingers on someone's radial artery and you start feeling their pulse and you yourself are working within a framework to give you a guideline, you're getting tactile information running through your own nervous system. And your nervous system is being trained by reading many, many, many pulses over time to identify particular patterns in the pulse and correlate them to certain human experiences. And then combined with all the other information you're getting about the um, person whose pulse you're reading, visual information, um, smell or scent information, uh, sound information, all that stuff. There's this process going on underneath the surface inside you via your nervous system that is going to start generating intuitive answers to questions that you could not deduce by using your rational mind. Yeah, that's truly the art form of pulse reading. Pulse oh, reading is almost an excuse to access your intuition. Yes, it's, it's an intuitive practice, but a lot of discriminating factors that we come up with are issues that we see from the person as they're standing in front of us. Things that we feel, things that we notice, things that they tell us. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of the information comes intuitively from that interaction. Yeah. And pulse reading gives you a very intimate connection with that person. Um, you're literally feeling the pulse of their heart. So um, it, it gives, it, it becomes very, you become very enmeshed and involved in that person's physiology. And so it heightens your intuitive capacities. And their story. And their story. Yeah. And the the body tells a story that's often a little bit different from the story that they tell with their uh, voice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And uh, one of my teachers always taught us to look for Bala, the strength and Laya, the rhythm and and Purnata. Uh, The overall auspiciousness. Yes, yes, yes. It was, it was very exciting, but it, and it, and it's so different from individual to individual. Yeah. That's, that's always an incredible experience. You know, you start with reading your own pulses. That's a generally a good practice to do. And you're like, okay, you know, I get it. But then when you really feel the qualitative differences between a, a number of pulses, especially people with different constitutions. And then if you ever have the opportunity to feel pulses of people who have pretty severe imbalance, it just becomes so obvious. It's like, oh my, oh my, this is so different, you know, from person to person that there's no way you could interpret it the same way. Yeah. And I know uh, I I worked with Dr. Ladd and you worked with Dr. Ladd that he could pulses on both hands at the same time, on both wrists at the same time. And he could tell a person's past history. Yeah, it's pretty incredible how far you can go if you really devote yourself to the art. Um, There are all sorts of techniques that kind of blow your mind, so to speak, that if you can really dive deep into your own subtlety and intuition, you can gain access via the pulse. So it becomes this form of meditation or yoga. And that's why it's been so cherished as a... uh, diagnostic technique in Ayurveda is because of its very incredible potentials. Right. But like you said, you have to read numerous pulses in order to get that kind of experience and that expertise. I mean, a thousand pulses maybe would give you 
uh, that kind of key in to know exactly what you're listening to, exactly what you're feeling through your fingertips. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice. It is certainly not an art form that you could just pick up and run with. Um, it, it requires some devotion, some practice, but not as much as one might think to get the fundamentals. Okay. And so it, it's, it's fairly easily accessible and difficult to master. Difficult to master, but the information is there if you practice, if you put in the study. It's there. And a lot of the practice is a wonderful mirror for ourselves because I just finished teaching a Pulse course in June. Mm. And, and what, what becomes very apparent is people's personal phobias and doubts come to the surface when they're reading pulses. Um, you know, what, where they struggle with their own confidence and so on and so forth. And pulse reading can be a great mirror to help you work through those personal issues because until you do, the pulse reading is going to stay at a certain plateau. I see. And how do you feel about detecting the condition of certain organs through the pulse? I do it all the time. I feel really good about it. Um, it's one of my main diagnostic techniques that I use in the clinic is discerning the what's going on with the organs. But I never do it in isolation. And that is a axiom of Ayurveda diagnostic technique. Never just rely on one or two data points. You That's want right. to take in the whole picture. That's right. Um, so if I feel something going on, maybe with the pulse that correlates to the liver, I'm not just going to jump to a conclusion and say, this person has liver issues. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that into account with everything else going on in the pulse, because that's going to illuminate the sampropti or pathology of what's going on. The liver may just be a small part of that. Right. And you have to look at all factors and all facets when you're dealing with a person and trying to diagnose their problem. Definitely. It would be a big mistake not to. And that is one pitfall that sometimes pulse readers run into is we read the pulse and while we're reading the pulse in our own self-talk, we, we jump to the end. We say, oh, I know what's going on. And that is one thing that we have to curb as pulse readers. We have to say, not yet. I'm not done with my whole diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And that's the wonderful thing about Ayurveda is that we don't just use one technique. We use multiple techniques in order to decide uh, the root cause or the root problem of a person's particular challenge. So we have to look deep within not just the pulse, but tongue diagnoses. We have to look at the character and the lifestyle of the person to get a complete picture of their particular challenge. Right. And pulse reading helps us get a certain profile of that picture. And it also helps us assess things that the person isn't going to know about themselves. So, you know, the self-report is one, is one form of um, diagnosis in a way you ask the, the person a lot of questions and then they answer and that's their self-report. And it can reveal a lot of information, both literally by what they say and also how they say it. Right. That's, that's part mm -hmm. of your um, diagnose, diagnostic technique. So that's very connected with pulse reading. But pulse reading can tell you what questions to ask. And that's honestly, you know, I like 
a lot of pole students, I went into it like, oh my God, I'm going to get to know everything going on inside their body without ever asking a question. <laughs> but over time, what I realized is that the, the most effective pulse readings I do tell me where to start my question asking, and then inevitably go on a journey with the person sitting in front of me to some places that they wouldn't normally go if they were just left to talk on their own. The beauty of that is then they go on the journey too, and that makes it much more impactful for them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. It, it leads you. It tells you where to begin. Yeah. It's kind of like the lantern guiding the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fabulous. So tell us about your book. From your book's perspective, is there a lot we can learn and put into practice by reading and examining and studying this book? Yeah. The book I intentionally created to be a pulse reading technique manual for someone who knows at least the basics of Ayurveda and wants to start learning pulse reading. So it can take you from the very beginning and give you a framework via which you can practice. That was the intention of the book. So it's not like you can read the book and all of a sudden you're a pulse master. Oh, yeah. um, right. But it's supposed to say, okay, this is everything I need to begin a pulse reading practice. And it's full of illustrations and step-by-step -step and so on and so forth. And um, then I always encourage people to find a pulse reading mentor because there's no substitute for that. Oh, that's very important to get the proper teacher. Yeah. And so the book's a great start, but certainly if you're going to dive into pulse reading, certainly find a pulse reading teacher and work with them. And, you know, if they have a technique or a way of doing it, that's not in the book, don't worry about it. It follow their technique because that's what the mentorship is all about. I see. So um, your course study, tell us about your course study in pulse diagnoses. Are you going to be doing that again soon or in the next year or two? Well, because of COVID, we did it online this year. I was fortunate enough to have at least a few of the people there in person. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it was great. Um, it turned out wonderfully. And we had a lot of great real down to earth questions and concerns. And we went through case studies and learned all the techniques and so on and so forth. By the end, it was people had a, the people who attended had a good framework to practice, which is what I'm going for. And so I will be doing that again next year in Italy, actually, in person. Oh, in Italy. Yeah, wow. in Tuscany, Tuscany, Italy. Oh, how so exciting. I, it is exciting. So I don't have dates for that yet. But in the meanwhile, um, people can access the recording of that course just via my website or by contacting me. Um, and, you know, by doing the course along with the book, it can be really helpful. It can really, if someone wants to get into it and, you know, take a big bite-sized chunk out of the whole process, then they can read the book while they're watching the course and they'll really be immersed. Well, that sounds fantastic. And I, I would like to encourage people that are interested to read books about pulse reading because you can see how much available information there is that the body will tell you, but it does require study. It does require practice. And as, as in anything, practice makes perfect. So I, I want to thank you so much, Victor, for this interesting talk on the art of pulse reading. Now, your website is the International Institute of Ayurveda? It's www.iiayurveda.com. And I'm very easy to get a hold of. 
And um, if anyone wants to talk pulses with me or has questions about pulses with me, just um, shoot me an email and we'll set up a time to talk. And that's free of charge. I just like talking about pulse and um, getting to know <laughs> because people. Because you're who the are expert. The <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, it's really great whenever someone's interested in the in pulse ring, it's really inspiring to me. And um, I certainly was appreciative that I had great pulse teachers. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Laud was one of them. I took his course and that really yeah. helped me out. And then uh, that was years ago. Yes. And Dr. Dr. Sua Sheer Cigar is another great pulse reader um, and a great teacher. So I had great teachers. They're still around. Um, so contact one of us, get a hold of That's someone right. if you're That's right. or all three of us. And I'm sure there are more out there that maybe I just haven't run into, con into communication with. Well, thank you so much, Victor. And Victor will come and talk to us again soon, I'm sure. I want Absolutely, to anytime. Yes, thank you. And thank everybody for listening in today. If you have any comments or questions, please visit my Facebook page, Healing-Ayurveda, and I will be happy to address any questions or comments you may have. Thank you again, Victor, and blessings to everybody. Mm -hmm.